Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Let's start Faith in the Morning by going over our 2023 Faith Family Confession. Say it with me. Say, I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of this world. Jesus said it, so I believe it. I am a carrier of the glory of God. Today, I will experience the extreme goodness of God. Today, I make myself available for God to show his goodness to others through me. Today, I am increasing in influence. Today, I will see the goodness of God in my life. Today, something good is going to happen to me. So I expect miracles. Praise God. As we said yesterday, we're continuing on Thursdays and Fridays on Faith in the Morning for the next few weeks, going through the parable of the library and the subsequent teachings. It's a book that I did a number of years ago, but I believe is really important for the top of the year to help you discover and live the purpose God has for your life. And so let's go right into it again. Here is the librarian. Now a certain man was walking through a great city and came upon a great library. This man was very familiar with the city, but had never before seeing this library. It was colossal. In his mind, he thought there was no way that he could have missed this giant edifice before. He approached the marble steps and paused as he observed the carefully crafted columns that supported the roof of the entrance. Over the entrance hung a triangular display of statues of philosophers of time past. They all had books in their hand and were in positions of teaching and imparting knowledge. Below all the statues was this phrase written in large capital letters, the beginning of knowledge. As the man gave more attention to the statues, he noticed something that he had not noticed before. It seemed as if all the statues were looking at him. As he proceeded up the steps of the beginning of knowledge, he came to enormous, ornate marble doors. These doors had many languages inscribed on it, the most careful and artistic script. The man looked for the language he knew and the phrase read, through these doors lies wisdom. The man pushed open the door and stood in a magnificent foyer. In the middle of the foyer was a large globe upheld by a semicircular counter. The counter had eight sections and each section was a smaller globe. Each smaller globe displayed the knowledge of man concerning the world up to a certain century. The walls of the foyer were filled with bookcases, which were illuminated by an overhanging golden chandelier. Above the chandelier was a dome ceiling painted with the marvelous striking blue of the sky and realistic large white clouds. The more that man observed the ceiling, he noticed that the clouds were moving. While watching the clouds, the breeze that caused them to move blew through the man's hair. May I help you, a voice said. That clearly startled the man. Oh, I didn't mean to startle you. I am the librarian. You must sign in. The man nods, regaining his composure and heads for the librarian's desk that he missed as he took in the other features of the foyer. The librarian was an older man with a gray beard that drooped slightly lower than his chin. His eyes were kind and grandfatherly. The librarian wore a simple white shirt and khaki pants. He sat behind a waist-high cherry wood counter propped up in an elevated chair. Behind the librarian's desk were even more bookcases, but the books behind him were marked attendance. The old man gestured toward the sign-in sheet as the man made his way over to it. As the man signed in, the librarian asked, Would you like to see the most precious books? Sure, the man casually replied. Great, the librarian exclaimed as he hurried his way from behind the counter. This way, this way. The librarian led the man around the giant globe toward a wide hallway. The hallway was lit by the rays of the sun that reflected through the window panes surrounded by golden frames. The man looked out the windows to see courtyards on each side. 
Each courtyard was filled with well-manicured grass, slate sidewalks, carefully crafted topiaries, marble statues, and beds of yellow roses. As they exited the hallway, they entered into a great hall. The hall was filled with the smell of old books and was well lit by golden hanging chandeliers, mounted decorated lamps, and windows which let in the sun's natural rays. The hall was divided into four sections. Each section was filled with bookcases organized into precise rows by topic, date, language, and country of origin. In the middle of the hall was a sculpture of an older man dramatically reading a scroll to marble children statues at his feet. The statues were surrounded by a small stone protective fence that was bordered by reading benches. From the hall were three other hallways, one to the north, one to the west, and one to the east. The man's eyes gravitated upward. There were three more floors above him, filled with bookcases, which were lined with more and more books. The man stood in amazement. I've never seen so many books in my life. Come, my friend, there's much more to see, the librarian responded. The two walked toward the center of the hall and began to walk around to the left of the statue display when the man looked to the west and stopped in his tracks. Above the west hallway entrance read, the annals of the history of the planets of the universe. Mesmerized by the potential knowledge that laid down the hall, the man began to walk toward it, a firm hand on his shoulder and the kind voice of the librarian prevented him. Perhaps on your next visit. The man turned toward the librarian with the look of a child in a toy store begging his parent for the latest toy. For now, the librarian replied, that great knowledge will not do you any good. But trust me, the precious books you will see will benefit you much more. Resigned to the fact that he would not see the hallway during this tour, he once again followed the librarian around the display and toward the north hallway. The north hallway had no windows but was lit by mountain lanterns. On each side of the hallway were three doors that led to different great rooms. As they walked past the second door on the right, the curiosity of the man got the best of him and he opened the door. Lanterns lighted this room as well, but not electric lanterns like the ones he had seen in the hallway, but lanterns used centuries ago. The man examined the room and noticed that instead of books, each shelf was filled with scrolls. The man's attention immediately was fixed on the large golden plaque on the back of the room. His mouth dropped open in amazement as he read the plaque's words, the lost scrolls of the Library of Alexandria. The library will be closing soon. We must continue, the librarian reminded the man. The man closed the door and continued down the hall. The hallway opened to a circular room that was lined with one continual bookshelf except for openings for hallways that led to the north, northwest, and northeast. The room was bright with light. It was the most lit room in the entire library. Above the bookshelf were 24 stained glass windows. In between each window was an electric lantern. The ceiling was filled with different lights and mirrors that reflected the light in one central direction, toward the middle of the room. In the middle of the room was a giant book. The book was 10 feet in width and length and was positioned on a large wooden pedestal. All the lights in the room focused on this one book. The colored light of the stained glass windows accentuated the pages of the book. The man approached the book and studied the two large pages. The first letter of the first word of each page was decorated and crafted into a picture likened to the ones that monks painted centuries ago. As the man read the words of the page, he realized what the book was. It's a Bible. Is this the precious book you were referring to? The man asked the librarian. Oh, it is very precious. But it's not the book I was referring to. Follow me. Only one hallway left. The two walked down the north hallway. This hallway had do no doors or windows, but had one purpose, to lead to the next room. 
They entered the next room, which was bordered by towering bookshelves, each filled with thick books and accompanied by a few ladders that would give a person access to the highest books. The man followed the librarian to the back of the room to a small table that protruded from the bookshelf. On the table was a singular electric candle. The librarian began to peruse the books in front of him. Ah, here it is. The librarian pulled out two seemingly identical books and laid them on the table. That's my name, the man exclaimed, as he realized that his name was the title of the two books. The librarian opened the two books and began to flip through their pages and stopped on a certain page. He motioned for the man to look at the pages. The man read one page of each book and realized that each page described a different account of a certain day of his life. The librarian quickly shut each book and pointed to the book's authors. On one book, the author was the man himself, but on the other book, the author was God. The librarian looked into the man's eyes and said, you will be judged by the difference of these two books. Let's go over two scriptures we read yesterday, but I'll read to them real quickly today and we'll get into part of today's teaching. Psalm 139 verse 16, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. God has a plan for each and every one of us. It may sound cliche, just a nice phrase to get a person through a rut path in their life, but it's a true statement. God has a plan for everyone and he never plans failures. Men and women fail all the time, but God had already planned their comeback story and their far surpassing victory. At the end of the parable of the librarian, the man discovers two precious books. Both books told a version of his life. One book was based on his decisions and his will, while the other book was authored by God himself. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He planned a great life for you, a life full of victory. This should comfort us because when we run into situations in our lives, we have no reason to be afraid, stay discouraged, or think about quitting. God has omniscience has and his everlasting compassion for you laid up every blessing and answer you would ever need in Christ before the foundation of the world. This should inspire you for this one simple fact. Your answer was here long before your problem ever showed up. Oh, I love that phrase. Let's, I'm going to say it again. Your answer was here long before your problem ever showed up. Jesus is the author and finisher of your faith. He did not just author a good story for you, but he's willing to help you to the very end. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and he'll be with you every step of the way. As the scripture said before, you are God's masterpiece. He planned good things for you to do long before you were ever born or thought of. The Amplified Version says it this way, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, a recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined planned before him for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. There is a good life with good works and things for you to do that God has destined for you. But just because God destines you for it, it doesn't mean automatically mean you will fulfill it or fulfill that destiny. The will of God is not automatic. God wills that all men would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. We see that in 1 Timothy 2.4. Yet we also know from scripture that not every person will choose them and there will be many who spend eternity apart from them in hell. On the other side, there are many Christians who will go to heaven but will not live out their God-given potential on this earth. They'll make it through those pearly gates, but they'll have to give an account for how they lived in their body. 
And we'll get more into this teaching next Thursday and Friday. This is from the parable of the librarian. We'll walk through this entire teaching the next several Thursdays and Fridays so that you can discover God's purpose for your life and live it. Know that something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Thank you for joining us for Faith in the Morning, and I'll see you next time.